0: SFM radio and at Tabiso Musiya on Twitter. Okay, Manfred, good evening. Thanks again for being available to speak to us tonight. Tabiso, good evening. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks. I was having a lovely Friday night until Wade dropped this statement. <laughs> <laughs> and I was wondering what is going on. What was your initial reaction, Manfred? Uh, I was, I was pretty stunned. I didn't see this coming. I, I think a lot
1: of people in the, in the athletic sporting fraternity, uh, media fraternity, didn't see this coming either. But, um, yeah, look, uh, he's made a decision, and, and let's hope it works out for him. I mean, He doesn't have much time. Remember, we're in end of Feb. He's still got to qualify for the games, and the games start at the end of July. So, um,
0: you know, he, he needs racing,
1: and he's not going to get it in South Africa at the rate we're going.
0: Yeah, that was my initial reaction was that he could have left it too late. So so you also think that it he could have left it a little bit too late or are you just surprised at how late the move was made?
1: I'm surprised at the move, to be honest. Oh. And he's been with with, with Tony Hans for nine years mm-hmm. um, and and she's really, really nurtured him well. Um, Bazi, the knee injury, which is not an athletics-related injury, he's had minor injuries, which every athlete has. Before meeting her, he was always subjected to injuries. He was always having problems and, and was never able to really uh, fully realize his potential. Um, so she's been really, really good for him. And, and longevity, if you look at, at uh, athletics' careers of, of the top athletes, like Usain Bolt, he was with his, his coach pretty much his entire career, Michael Johnson, the man who, whose world record red for the Jack broke both the three and the four hundred. He was with his coach, Clyde Hart, for more than 10 years. Um, you know, so, so there's precedent for consistency. Um, so I, I was, I'll not lie, I was surprised. Um, I, I just wondered, I mean, this is all speculation because we, we really don't know much. Um, is he getting enough? Um, is he being pushed hard enough in this group? And I, and I don't think he is, to be fair. I, I think um, um, he is so far ahead of everyone else in South Africa in the 400 meters. He, he needs, I think, somebody to push him. And training with Noah Lyles and, and Shonan Ruiba, I, I think he is going to get pushed. The question, the big question is, is how much work has Tony Anne's been able to do for him, or with him, to, get pre- to be prepared for the Olympics? And what is the new coach going to do? Is he going to carry on the same program which has worked? Um... Is going to introduce something new. How, would Wade, how is Wade going to react to that? There are so many questions, which only time will give us the answers. But it's look. I think this is either going to be an unbelievably good new, good move, or mm. it's going to blow up in his face. There, I don't think there are any any in betweens on that one.
0: And if it is an unbelievably good move and he defends his title in Tokyo, if the Olympic Games uh, go ahead, who takes the credit then? Uh-huh huh <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting point that you raise now <laughs> yes it it
1: look he will take the credit as a new coach. that's just how these things work. Mm. We just simply won't know what what you know what impact that work had was that just the final sharpening that he needed, or is it some- miraculous new training element that so sort of you know sets him up the notches all of three? Or is it all the groundwork that Tanya Hans has done? We won't know, but the credit will will go to um, to Jan to Jan Barman. Um, Which, again, because we don't really know, is, is, is kind of unfair. I mean, Tony Hans has done has done absolute miracle work with, with, with Wade, and you know you just can't praise her enough. But yeah, I, the praise the accolades always go to the to the last coach and the athlete, of course.
0: Do, does it look like it's a permanent parting of ways with Tani Anz or maybe they will reunite again in the near future?
1: Uh, again, we, it's a lot of speculation. I mean, the, the press release basically just said it's a temporary move to the United States. What is a temporary move? Is it just now for the Olympics? Is it, is it the final sharpening up? We don't know. Is he coming back to South Africa to base himself here? Um, if he is, who will he be training with? Does he go back to Tani Anz? Um or is he going to have a long-distance coaching relationship with, with the guy in the States? And long-distance relationships don't work. And also, they would want to try to, he's now back in the States and he's coming back into great shape um, because he's with a coach that works with him. It's a very, very personal relationship, which Wade and, and Tony Hance have, have experienced between an athlete and I coach. Um, and they get to know each other very well. They get to understand each other's moods. The coach hopefully will get to understand the physiological challenges and and um, um, you know that that he or she has to work with and every athlete is unique and it's a journey it's, it's not something that um, you know it's not something you can chop and change uh, it's, it's not a it's not a quick fix which for me is a bit of a concern. I do understand that that Wade needs racing and he's not going to get it in South Africa he will get it in the United States. I mean, if you look at what's happening in the United States and in Europe um, and even in the East, races are happening and some blistering performances. I mean, just the other night, um, Addison Felix ran a PB and the 200 meters coming back from pregnancy. And anyway then, 22-54, 45. Um, so athletics is happening, except in South Africa, and that is a problem. And from that point of view, I, I completely understand why, I made it, why Wade has made the move.
0: So you're saying it will be easier for him to take part in events overseas in competitions, yes. considering how on and off athletics has been here in South Africa.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's. I mean, we've recently seen seen uh, uh, this past weekend uh, a really good um, track meet and here in Boxburg. uh There have been two already, and Pacha Stroom's on the start putting on some really great meets. But somebody like Wade and, and all the others who are at that at that level in South Africa, they really need. They really need to be getting top-notch competition now, um, especially as we get into March, April. Remember, he still has to qualify. He has not qualified for the Olympic Games yet. So there is a bit of pressure here.
0: And what do you make of his comeback? He's described it as explosive in that statement. Has it been explosive?
1: Whew, um, I think there was a lot of work that needed to be done. I don't know what has been done. Um when, when he came, but you know, when he opened his season last, I think it was in September, uh, mm. in Switzerland, he looked terrible. Mm. But that is literally just the case of, I actually don't know what I'm doing after two years of being out of, of the racing scenario. And his first 200, 250 meters, it, it, it was atrocious. And in the last 150, meters, he kicked in and you could see, you know, glimpses of the old weight. Um I, I wouldn't call it explosive. Explosive to me would have been if he came back with a sub 45. Um, given the fact that he's a 40, run a 43, virtually a 42 high, um, mm. I would have called a, a sub 45 an explosive comeback. Um, but I, I just think that he he needs to, ra- he needs to ra- um, get race fit, sharp enough in racing and he just won't do it in South Africa.
0: For those who are just joining us, we're just catching up with Manfred Seidler, athletics commentator, just to just get his thoughts on Wade for Nikak's move to the US, uh, where he will be now training with the likes of Noah Lyles, the loudmouth himself. We're going to take a quick break and we'll continue after this.
1: Leading Sport Stories of the Day on SAFM.
0: Still talking to Manfred. And Manfred, b- besides uh, the the competitions that will be able to take part in overseas, maybe what are other what are the other positives that you can look at training with the likes of Noah Lyles?
1: Well, he's certainly going to be pushed from a speed point of view. Uh-huh. I mean, Noah Lyles being world two kilometre champion, he's he's got some blistering times behind him, um, so that will certainly help, I think. Training in a, in, a, in a group environment where there's a higher level of competition could certainly push him. Um, you know, I, I do think there are a lot of positives that come out of this. I literally am just concerned about the shortness of time that the new coach has to work with Wade and, and figure out what this coach now thinks uh, needs to be done. And that's that's always the big problem with these with these changes. Um, i was chatting to to lindsay parry uh, the, mm. the congress coach and, and, and you know, uh, middle and long distance coach and his comment was that he always believes that the best time for an athlete to move um, to a new coach or a new environment is in winter training when they are setting base and, and and you know preparing for the next season um, not virtually when starting the next season because your coach has really started working on specific te- technical elements, or sharpening up, or honing up, or increasing base load, or wh- whatever it is that they feel. And a new coach might just have a complete different idea. So it's now from that point of view, it, it is—I believe—it is risky. I think training with the likes of Noah Laoz and of O'Neiva is, is is a great thing, um, and I I think. He might, he might pull off something unbelievable this year. We just simply don't know. But I think for this to work for him, it, has to be a,
0: it can't be temporary. It has to be a longer-term you know, relationship. And can Tani Ansfield feel done so close to the Olympics?
1: I beg your pardon? Say again?
0: I'm saying can, can, can Tani Anz feel, feel hard done by this decision? Because obviously we don't know what's happened internally. Yeah. But how do you think she's re- she would react to it?
1: I, I'm really not sure, Tavis. I, I, it's it's as you say, we just don't know what happened internally. Tanya has been around for, for, for some time. Um she may just not want to travel anymore. Um I mean I'm just throwing this out here. There could be all sorts of reasons. Um an athlete like Wade needs, you know, almost twenty four seven attention. Has she got the capacity, even the interest still to do that? I I I simply don't know. Um from, from what I do know about the ladies is that she's a, a very giving person, a very kind and generous But She's hard on the athletes. Um, she trains them hard. Um, but she doesn't strike me as somebody who would be a grudge, and I don't I don't mm-hmm. think she will. Um, it's <laughs> it's sad. I, I, I really do think it is sad, and I do think that the timing is probably not the best. Um, but I do understand that Wade is, is looking for that just for that little bit extra and he obviously sees that he you know, can get that with the new training group.
0: Yeah, let's hope he does get it. Manfred, before we we'll let you go, uh, hmm. somebody has asked us just to get your views on Athletics South Africa's um, handling of of the sport during this pandemic. It's been on and off, like I said earlier on.
1: Sure. Um, I, I think I think sport in many respects has, has not really covered themselves in glory. And I think that is due to a lack of... um, I'm not sure what the word is. I look at what happened at world athletics level and what happened there is that the world athletics government, if you want to call it that, started to engage with people outside of world athletics, with experts, scientists, uh, major race organisers and so on. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why we are seeing... Um, these kind of, of um, you know, that, that race is happening, that London happened, that Valencia happened, that track and field indoor is happening. Indoors is, 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 a, is a COVID hazard that is happening. Um, and that's because well, has farmed out or looked at external expertise. Um, and I just think that sports federations, a lot of sports federations in South Africa haven't done that, whether they don't have the knowledge or the expertise or whether they don't have the understanding, or even the the um, the, the, uh, the courage to go out and do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe that we could have had um, road races, you know, not mass participation races, I get that. That is very, very difficult in South Africa. I do believe, though, that South Africa could have and should have engaged government better because government was coming back to federations and saying, look, guys, we need your input, we need your help. Mm. And I do think that Athletic South Africa could have done more in that regard.
0: Okay, great stuff. Thanks, Manfred. Thanks for giving us some of your time tonight. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Interesting one. This one of Nikark and uh, going to the US. We hope it works out. I oh, I tell everybody that, that cares to listen that I was there when he set that 4303 at the Rio Olympic Games in Brazil live. I was there live and nobody gave him a chance before that. Nobody even knew who he was. And from lane eight to go and win gold. I was actually with his family even before, the night before. And they were worried. I know his mother was worried about him being in lane eight. And there was a bit of a niggle that he had picked up there. But my goodness, did he obliterate that full weight for Nicar uh, to do that 4303. So let's hope it works out and let's hope he does defend his Olympic title at the Tokyo Olympic Games if they do go ahead later this year.